0: Like the lousy solution is like that episode of The Simpsons where the episode where the asteroid is coming in, throw it down. And like they fire the <laughs> missile at it and it like destroys the only bridge going out of town. <laughs> Please.
1: It's Wednesday, June 19th, 2013. This is episode 60 of Yet, yet Another Tech Show every Wednesday night. Check us out live at Matt, I'm Matt <laughs> Lee. Joining me this evening, we got Ant Pruitt. What's up, Ant?
2: Hey, what's going on, gents?
1: We got Chris Miller. What's up, Chris?
2: Uh, good evening. I'm still staring at Larry's picture. I'm waiting for
1: this.
3: And my picture?
1: We got Larry Press. What's up, Larry?
3: What? I don't know what he's staring at.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and we got special guest, half a dual core, 80. What's up, 80? How are you doing, man? Keeping it real. Good to have okay. you. Uh Larry, do you have a black eye?
3: Yeah. Oh, can you guys see that? No,
1: Larry. We <laughs>
3: yeah. I can't see it in this little uh oh, yeah, it's pretty big. Did, yeah, I have a black eye.
1: Did your wife put black thing on your telescope? <laughs> <laughs> on your Actually, pirate. It's... What happened?
3: Did you get punched? I would have told you if we weren't on no, you... I, I, here. Uh, I fell.
1: You got in a. <laughs> I fell? I, I fell. Larry, blink once if that's code for my wife is beating me.
2: <laughs> just hold up the sign. Oh, man.
1: Awesome. All right. Uh, uh, real quick, uh, Ady, you were talking to me earlier. You just got back from a UK tour. How was that, man?
0: It was amazing. Uh, I never thought that I would ever go on tour for real like that. Um, We play shows pretty much every weekend, so that's been the MO over the past several years, uh, which is fantastic, works out really well. But UK tour was uh, phenomenal. Um, We played shows in Scotland and Wales and England, and uh, uh, we went with our good friend MC Lars. So he was the headliner and brought all the people to the yard, and we were the direct support, so we went on right before him. And at pretty much every show, like, in Manchester and London, people knew us, but at, like, all the other shows, like, nobody knew who we were. So uh-huh. uh, we'd, like, show up and, like, just hang out and then get on stage. And, and blow my glass.
2: <laughs> yeah. Awesome. And then, like,
0: by the end of it, like, you know, like, everybody loved us. So it was fantastic. Like, the openers that were local, they'd be like, make some noise for this opener and, like, this opener and, like... You know, and then dual yeah. core, and like nobody would cheer for us because they don't <laughs> know us. And then like we would get up and, and play, and everybody would have a blast. And then like Lars would get up, and he would go through the same routines, like you know, make some noise for the openers. And then when he'd say dual core, everybody would cheer, and everybody yeah. loved it. So
1: it was awesome. That's awesome. I I first heard you. I uh, listened to the Social engineerorg dot org podcast, and uh, you did. I love that intro that you did for them. And then I, I looked up your stuff, and uh, yeah, I've been kind of listening ever since. Love the Google Play All Access. Got your stuff up there. Uh, Thanks. All, all the things is excellent. Yeah. Uh, you've been playing at Def Con. Yeah, you play uh, every year. Have you? How, how how many times have you played there?
0: Uh, this will be our seventh year. I want to say, like, uh, our nice. first year was Def Con 15 in 2007. Oh, we're. And I think every year at DEF CON I've lost at least two or three years off of my life, if not more. Have you ever made
1: it on the wall of sheep? No,
0: no, I haven't made it on the wall of sheep. Have you put people on the wall of sheep? Yeah, so uh, for uh, the viewers and listeners that don't know, the Wall of Sheep is basically like uh, they'll sniff the entire network, and so if any of your credentials get seen going across the network, like you log into uh, like a website or your email or anything like that, and your username and password go by on the network, um, it's automatically broadcast onto on the wall. wall of Sheep.
1: It's uh, uh. It's basically the network there is like a giant man in the middle. So just keep
0: that in mind. It uh, is nasty. It is 100% nasty. I, I've
1: heard. I've never been. This will be my first year going. Uh, but, mm. yeah, everybody's like, wipe something and bring that. Don't bring anything that you don't want on the wall of sheep. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, fair basically,
0: enough. Basically, uh, what I like doing is um, pull the hard drive out of your laptop and then boot like a, like a live distro. A di- and right, right, and DSL then, uh, or something. And then just run off of that do nice. ssh tunnels vpn like whatever you got to do <laughs> whatever
1: so. you got to do secure it and don't use the atms there i've heard yeah don't, don't oh. use the atms
0: <laughs> several stories about those uh the craziest atm story to me is actually they uh there was one year where somebody wheeled in a fake atm yep and placed it like right outside the security doors and like uh like People thought it looked legit and everything, and it's like if you looked inside, you could actually see it was like a PC tower in there. Did just they chilling. actually
1: jack money from people, or was that stuff just on the wall of sheep, or was that like,
0: I'm taking your info and keeping it for myself? I'm not sure. Like, I never heard the conclusion to that story. I don't know if it was wiring out, like, the yeah. Max Stripe data or, like, what was going on. But, like, I mean, in Vegas, like, that's, you know, like, I'll go places and mess around, like, whatever, like, pick locks and go up on the roof or, like, you know, whatever. But, like, in Vegas, like, I don't mess around, right? Like, you've seen the movie Casino. Like, I'm always worried they're just going to, like, Haul me off into the back room and like put my hand on the table and like you hit never with know or something. You never know.
2: <laughs> or hangover, they'll just leave him on a mattress on the roof for four days. Right? <laughs> yeah, right, missing right, a kidney
1: go. or something.
0: <laughs> so yeah, the fact that like somebody had the audacity and like pulled it off to like yeah. dump uh dump an ATM in the casino was pretty rad. I will say, my first year at DEF CON, um, I got in and like I I checked into the hotel and I went up to my room. And drop my bag off, and it like as I was going to my room, like at the ground floor. I walk past this like bank of telephones that have video screens on them, and they look totally normal. And I'm just like, oh, I'm sure something's gonna happen to those. <laughs> so I like literally like go into the elevator. They're right next to the elevators. I go in the elevator, go up to my room, like walk in, set my bag down, and then walk back out and come back down. It like couldn't have been more than two minutes, and the like all of the telephones have notepad up. <laughs> with like big red letters that say "poned," and I'm just uh-huh. like, "Wow!" Like, it, in like two minutes, that happened. Yeah, that's that's
1: beautiful. You did the CTF. Uh, was it last year or the year before you did? Um, no,
0: I did like prequels last year, just Ah. like playing with one of my friends, but we have like, at DEF CON, our uh, show schedule is so hectic, like we usually play like two to three shows a night, and then like, during the day, we're like selling albums and like hanging out with people and stuff like that, so there's like no time for a CTF, like actual CTF is like full-time job plus at DEF CON, and like, I'll be completely honest, like I don't have those lead skills, like I've, you know, like I can... I can do some things, but I'm not lead enough to, like, be on CTF.
1: Yeah, Chris over there, Social Engineer Podcast, they put on some really good classes. I'd like to get in on, on some of that one of these days. But, yeah, they put on a really good CTF, and they're doing one for kids. I think they did last year. Uh, yep. Yeah, there's going to be tons of stuff. I don't. I don't even know. Like, my mind's just got so blown just thinking about like all the different stuff I want to do and go ride roller coasters and <laughs> yeah it, it's going to be good um we last last week we've uh, kind of been following the whole NSA prism thing as as most tech shows i i'm sure have uh you have any thoughts on this at all like have you been keeping up with this or or anything
0: uh it's it's hard to know like what really to believe like um so i've kind of just been like laying back and watching just like waiting to see like where all the cards fall. Out of um, out of all the news
1: and, and the TV stuff I've seen, like the only person I've heard give even a relatively close description of what might be going on is uh, Steve Gibson from the Security Now podcast. And he mentioned that it's called PRISM because they're actually tapping the fiber that's feeding these large companies, cutting it in half and mirroring it to their little center, which is then piping all of that data to their large data center in Utah. And he said that's why it's called Prism. It was just a guess, but he hasn't, and I haven't. I nobody else is like trying to figure out like how they're doing it. it. Seems like the focus is on like the companies working with the NSA, and all the companies are like we're not. And this would make sense that if they weren't and they truly didn't know that yo the NSA is tapping you guys and in in and then us by default because we use you know Google and Facebook and and all that.
0: Yeah, I could see, like, I mean, I, I would – honestly, I would be surprised given the statements that the companies have made. Um, I would be surprised if there actually were the taps that were made, like, alleged internally in the country – in the companies. Right. Uh, I will say also, though, to your other point, or I guess maybe Steve's point, Um, like, the tapping the actual fiber, uh, if you go and look at the uh, – I forget what the event was called, but basically it was uh, 641A is the room in the AT&T Exchange building on Folsom Street in San Francisco. And it's like that's exactly what happened is they tapped, like, the 10 gigabit lines and, like, and ran it, and, like, that was, like, a whole NSA set up in there, and, like, that was an actual thing that was exposed and documented and published. So and he said with that, the like, power... I, I could see happening.
1: Yeah, and he said it could be... It's totally possible to split that beam, and the company wouldn't notice the degradation at all, and you'd be getting an exact copy of what they were getting. And that's, that's crazy, because that's everything.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I guess, like the like, the thing that I would be questionable of then is, like, okay, fine, like, if you're... If you're, like, you know, ripping upstream, like, that's, that's like, pretty rad, but then, like, about, like, for services that use SSL, right, like, Facebook is, like, everything's SSL, and, like, Gmail, everything's SSL, so then you've got to have, like, some other way to, like, man in the middle of the SSL cert uh, in order to be able to get any useful data out of that, otherwise you're just going to get this, like, encrypted channel that's, like, just garbage,
1: yeah, just noise, and I think he he mentioned that, and I I totally forget it. it's been a, a few days since I listened to it, but we'll put a link to it. It's I think it's episode four hundred eight where they they talk about it, but yeah, it's it's pretty interesting. I I don't I'm not uncomfortable, and like we've kind of talked about this, just because the way we use these services, it's like we understand that even though it says private, anything you put online is public. It's it's a big copy machine. It's duplicated. Like there is no private, so we use it accordingly, but. There's a lot of people that don't, and they're the ones that are, you know, on Fox News being like, derp de derp, derp 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 and derp derp you know, it's, I, I don't know. They've, they've slowly been doing it, like we said uh, last episode, ever since the Patriot Act and FISA and, and all that, but, I don't know. Ant, any, any other thoughts? Have, you, have you, we learned anything since?
4: Yes. Don't use Facebook.
3: <laughs> ah!
1: How do you network with your friends, Ant? Tell me your real life friends are on Google Plus. That's bull. That's bull. Well, All friends, you know that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> My Twitter name is I have no life. <laughs> I'm okay with Twitter, but not not Facebook. <laughs> uh, Chris, you got any any uh, closing thoughts of yeah, wisdom?
2: I don't know, I don't. I'm tired of reading about that stuff. It's driving me crazy. Where did that. Larry? It's not too much. Well, Are any yeah, of your I'm, students I think I'm
3: trip? Curious. I'm tired of hearing about it, and so oh, I leave it to man. other people. But This idea of, of doing a thing like ATT uh, got exposed a while ago. Or it's a few years ago now. Wouldn't they have to do that at many, many data centers?
1: Yeah, and that's what, the, that's what they said is that there's, there's these little NSA offices basically all over the place, just like the one that we saw the plans for on Folsom.
0: Wow. Yeah, and I the data center in Utah hasn't been built yet. Um I actually had a show in Salt Lake City uh in April, Did you right go after see I got back site? from London. And we were like driving by on the interstate and the guy was like, That's where they're building the uh the NSA data center and I was like, Oh right on but it was just like this they're patch building. Of land. Yeah, they're like literally in process of building it. Yeah. It's I don't even think they have the groundwork laid yet.
1: There was some good pictures I think on a Wired article that showed like all of the actual plans, and uh, if you look at like what what uh, I guess the engineer sketchup of it is, like it's it's pretty crazy. <laughs> like I wish I could have that as my backup system. Like <laughs> just, <laughs> right. just don't when I don't the, the NSA will have your stuff. Your stuff is being back. <laughs> Yeah, they got my back. I just need a login creds. Yeah, great. right. <laughs> Uh, I do like that uh, Like Google and these other companies are coming out and trying to push for more transparency as far as these requests. Um, yeah. How far they'll get, you know, who knows. They're like, well, it's more than zero and less than 7 billion.
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay, they, thanks. Yeah, their, I, their numbers were actually, like when Google published their numbers, they were actually lower than what I suspected. And, like you're talking about that report where it's like, we received between zero and 999 right. NSLs. And, like, like the national security letters, I thought, would have been issued much more frequently to Google than that. Um, and so even if you, even if you like, go to the high end of that and you say, like, oh, Google got, like, 1,000 NSLs, like, A, they didn't probably, like, fulfill all 1,000, and B, like, if you think about, like, the, num- the number of American citizens that use Gmail or, like, yeah. the number of, like, people that use Facebook and you say, like, just apply, like, the comparable number, like, 0 to 1,000 again for Facebook, just, like, hypothetically, right. like – You know, like, holy crap, like, that's a tiny, tiny fraction that they're actually, like, going after. And it's, like, they're not even necessarily being fulfilled. So, I I mean, it would be rad to know, like, oh, yeah, we got, like, you know, uh, X NSLs and we fulfilled, like, Y of them. You know, like, we only fulfilled 50% or something like that. But, like, at the same time, I think, like, that level of granularity for the amount of users is, like, satisfactory to me. It's, like, oh, cool, like, you got 1,000 and, like, you obviously fulfilled less than 100% and you have, like, millions and millions of Americans using it, so it's, like, a tiny fraction. Yeah. It
1: says uh, that Google, uh, they wrote a letter last week to the Attorney General uh, Eric Holder requesting permission to be more transparent and publish this information, uh, like we said specifically about the number of requests it receives stemming from the FISA, Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act. So... Uh, Did you guys see this about Microsoft and the Xbox One and they're like pulling back about the whole, well, I guess you don't necessarily need an internet connection, I guess. It's just like a cool, it's cool to see like people got pissed about it online and spoke up about it and Microsoft was like, whoa, that's like everyone that's going to buy one. We better fix this.
0: Well, yeah, so, I mean, they were getting destroyed by the PS4, right, and then on top of that, if you just go and look at, like, what was the first really big uh, execution of Always Online DRM, it was Assassin's Creed 3, and the first, like, weekend that Assassin's Creed 3 was out, it had already been cracked, and then the Ubisoft servers went down, and so the only people that could play Assassin's Creed 3 were the people that had pirated it, and so it was like, what a terrible experience, like, hi, I spent money on your product and I can't use it, like... I, I think Microsoft's making the right move by moving away from the always online VRM.
2: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I was a victim of that for Assassin's Creed 3. I was a victim of it being down. I had it, but it was down more than once that weekend, too. It came <laughs> yeah. up for a time, let you in, and then as everyone got in, they couldn't handle the load. They Boom. Crashed again.
1: Yep. Scaling. It's uh, harder for some than it is. <laughs> Uh, they said, since unveiling our plans for Xbox One, my team and I have heard directly from many of you, read your comments, and listened to your feedback. As Don Matrick, uh, Microsoft's Interactive Entertainment president. He says, while we believe that the majority of people will play games online and access the cloud for both games and entertainment, we will give consumers the choice of both physical and digital content. We have listened, and we have heard loud and clear from your feedback that you want the best of both worlds. And they're giving you the start menu back on Windows 8.1. Thanks, Microsoft. (laughs) That's That's important. That's, oh, man. This is the most frustrating thing. Like, to be spending 90% of your day on XP and 7 and Android and then touching a Windows 8 and just being like, (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> it's so... Uh, uh.
4: <laughs> the whole thing with Xbox, in my opinion, uh, uh, I want to say I either heard it on a video or something, or I read it, but it seems like Microsoft, they openly said, we're not really focused on the graphics of the Xbox One. They were more focused on the user experience as far as it being your multimedia entertainment center kind of thing. Now, isn't Xbox One a gaming console? So, therefore, shouldn't it focus more on what the gamers want, which is, you know, in, uh, uh, in a rich environment to play the game in? Is it though,
1: or is it a home entertainment system now? Well, yeah, that's that's what I ask. You know, how, why how not do, both? The best of both worlds.
2: They're they're <laughs> flipping it. So they take they're taking the old built-in operating system, which was mainly a gaming platform, with they had to cram in all that streaming service. Now yeah. they're partitioning off, giving it this trimmed down those eight stuff to run the entertainment as the focus. But oh yeah, we still have to provide the gaming platform. The money for them is in you using the cloud services and paying for that access, right? right? the gold streaming video content, subscribing to things, downloading movies, renting one. That's the money for them. Once you buy a game, you're done. You've walked away, right? That's that's all there is to it. But if they yeah, keep something yeah. that you're always purchasing all the time,
0: yeah. that's a big deal. Recurring revenue streams. That's what's awesome about being a rapper. I put out one album, and then like I just get album sales after that. Like I literally sit here and get like like I did an interview with NBC, and I, they were like wait, you make money from rap music on the internet? And I'm like, yeah, like we've been sitting here talking for five minutes and I've got album sales from Switzerland, Czech Republic, California, and the UK. And like I was just sitting here talking to you and like recurring revenue stream for the win. That's what's
2: up. Ant, how's your recurring revenue stream?
0: (laughs) Not so good.
4: (laughs) (laughs) It's called mergers and acquisitions. In and for $2 or three
3: dollars every six months from wiley for a book i wrote 25 years ago <laughs>
2: exactly nice. Exactly. Nice. if i get three dollars from a book i wrote four years ago now then i'm i'm happy i don't care anyway at this point it's just reoccurring revenue right
1: hey yeah. do you do you uh what what do you prefer to sell your your music on do you like google play or do you prefer itunes or what's your like what's your main your main thing what a-
0: Whatever is accessible, uh, whatever makes it easiest for people. Um, because, but like, as an artist, you got to put it
1: everywhere then, and just let the people choose.
0: Yeah, like so. Basically, like any album sale for us is going to be more money than like the album being pirated, and it like in a direct fashion, right? Like we do, like we do actually get a really cool benefit from piracy, or a couple cool benefits, like. First off, like, on the monetary side, like, every show that I play, like, somebody comes up to me and is like, hey, I pirated your albums and I just want to give you cash because I really liked it. So I'm like, sweet. because so that's, like, zero overhead awesome. for us, right? You know, yeah. like, like, there's no middleman taking out from a service. There's no, like manufacturing cost for a physical CD or anything like that so that's just like straight profit I'm going to
4: catch you off and I'm going to say allegedly just in case you know (laughs) that IRS folks are watching
1: (laughs) no (laughs) people pirate for sure not allegedly it's for sure Um,
0: but then also you know like like I understand like that's how the internet works like people pirate our stuff and I'm fine with that and so like at the same time like I'm also not one of those artists that's like upset about people pirating their stuff and so like that makes more people willing to check us out and tell their friends about us, I think, too.
1: Well, yeah, you um, would be happy that people want to listen to your stuff, like whether it's paid for or otherwise.
0: I yeah, think that's exactly.
1: Cool. It's like, like it's that someone rap. is taking the time. Yeah, that's that's cool. And I then don't know, the
4: previous episode, we talked about that. Um, I think Larry even pulled up the article where it was a stat that showed people that pirate are the ones that's actually buying the most music.
0: Yeah. Uh is that the the Torrent Freak article that like yeah. uh where they're talking about like the top percentage of piraters spend more money than like everybody else? Right, yeah, than
4: anybody else. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um but the uh the last like the the main chunk of that really is like the accessibility, right? So that's why I'm like that's why I'm just all about accessibility. It doesn't matter, like if you get our if like iTunes is easier for you, if Amazon's easier, if Bandcamp is easier, like Spotify, like whatever, like that's like, accessibility is a solution to piracy, like, not DRM. Like, the way that DRM is done is, like, they're like, here's some locked content. Like, here's something with a lock and also, like, here's the key. And, like, like, then people like me break that. They take it apart and they say, oh, this part's the key and this part's the lock and (laughs) put them together and now you've got unlocked content. But, like, the way to beat piracy is to make your content accessible. And so, like, my favorite case study about that is from Valve, actually. Valve had some, like, big title that they released. They had a huge piracy problem in Russia, and they couldn't figure out, like, they were trying to figure out why they had this big piracy problem in Russia, and the conclusion that they arrived at was that uh, the uh, Russian release actually occurred, like, six months after the American release, and, like, that was the distinction that they made. So then they had, like, another big title release come up, and they decided, we're going to release them both in the same place at the same time. So the Russian release came out same time as the U.S. release, and the piracy just, like, dropped off the charts. So they like they solved that problem of accessibility through Steam and availability in that demographic that geographical area. And so it's like that's super rad, right? It like it proves like people aren't just out to get you. It's just like you know, like they just want to get your content and they want to give you money for it. You just have to provide a way for them to give you money.
1: Yeah, it's like why would you and I I've heard the argument before, like, why are you making your customers criminals? Like that's such a weird thing to do. You should I don't know. There, there's much easier ways. And we talk about this with, with cord cutting, you know, video TV movies and stuff. If they would make these individual shows that we like accessible, I pay for my Netflix account, but if I can't find it on there, sorry, I'm not going to go and jump through a bunch of hoops just so that I can watch your show. Like if it's there, cause there's like 10 other places that have it right now and it's, yeah,
0: it's perfect. I'm, so I'm particularly, particularly confused why, like, The MPAA hasn't followed suit. Um, Like, if you look at how, like, the music industry has done stuff, like, you know, like, me personally, what I want to do is – I want to buy my music once and then I want to move it across any device that I own. Yeah. So it's like, oh like I'm going to be in the car so I want to load it onto my car's like audio system. Like I'm going to go like walking around or out running playing ingress, like I want to listen to this song on my phone. Then like I'm going to be at home and I'm going to be like working on my laptop, so I want to have like this song on my laptop. You can kind like, of don't see need... that like
1: Google kind of did that, but you're still locked into that Android ecosystem. It's not like, once once you spend a good amount of time in an Apple, iTunes, or an Android, you know, uh, Play Store, like, you're kind of stuck there. You can't... I mean, you can download your MP3s, I guess, and move them, but... It would be nice if, like you were saying, you could just have it up there and use it on whatever device. Like, why does it matter what device it is? Uh,
0: yeah, exactly. I mean, like, you know, you DRI, can get, right, like, man. watches now, like, that can hold MP3s. Yeah, so, it's yeah. like, what if I want to watch, like, The Office or, like, whatever on my watch? You, you have know, to like, buy I could be able to move that content around, like, to any device that I own. And, and, like, you can do that now with music. So I'm, like, I'm really confused as to why I can't do that with TV shows and movies.
1: Do you think it's coming? Like, are they seeing that, wow, they're actually making money and it's not this bad, terrible Pirate Bay-type situation? Maybe we should think about putting our more TV and and movies and and not making you wait eight weeks, because I'm not going to wait. I'll tell you, like, if it's not there, I know where it is. Well, is it because
4: the studios for television and movie content are a lot bigger than the record labels. Do you buy I mean, being a are lot they though? going in more greed and more more pockets to fill.
0: Yeah, like more political influence and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, it, it definitely could be. It's just, like, I get frustrated when there's, like, a newer and better way to do things that's clear and proven, and, like, people won't take advantage of it, and they still, like, just drag their feet. Um, But, I mean, you you very well could be right as to the cause. To uh, go back to your question, Matt, like, do you think that will happen? I don't know. Like, I mean, I think, like, Netflix is doing a pretty good job of, like, holding it up right now, like, not, like, in a bad way. You know, like, they're just providing an offering that's, like, providing access um, without making you a criminal, that is satisfying enough people. And then I think, like, you know, like, the movie industry, they don't need to, to move in that direction particularly. Like, I don't think piracy is hurting them enough um, or that it should. But, uh, but I mean, if you look, like, new, new movies come out and, like, new movie record sales, like, happen. You know, like, new Batman comes out, new Iron Man comes out, Lord of the Rings comes out and, like, all – or. Uh, you know the hobbit or whatever, and like new new sales records are set so like it's it 's not that they 're actually like really hurting for money, so they 're not like they don 't have any incentive that 's like really forcing them to move in that direction. I think like if anything is going to change that it's going to be original programming coming from these alternate providers. So, like, like what, Netflix has, like, House of Cards. Yeah. Like, Amazon ran a pilot for, like, Zombieland, stuff like that. I think, like, if that kind of stuff picks up and, like, content providers, like, or content distributors start providing their own content, I think, like, that might uh, help shift the balance and things. Because- well, and
1: it is, right? Because Netflix is making another one. And it's it's oh, uh, nice. the person that did Weeds, uh, I Gen, Gen Genji Cohen or I, I forget their name, but yeah, they're they're writing this. It's another Netflix series, yeah. and they did really well off. with Arrested Development. They, they yeah, did don't, well. Don't leave
2: off who launched today, Video, uh, which is Radio's sister company, launched today. So nice EIO, So they're going to uh, get to subscription based playlist and streaming of content, just like our DIO does. Um, now you'll have that from video. They launched today, so everyone can go actually sign up for their beta. It's free right now to get in and play around with it. They hey, still nice. charge per episode, but their model going forward is supposed to be like a Netflix. Subscribe, get access to the content, pay a monthly fee, right. share playlists with your friends, junk, but more social than Netflix is. Much nice. more so-
1: It's interesting yeah. of, about what you said when, when, when movies come out, and you know there's this delay, and you see when new albums come out, it's everywhere immediately. Like I log into my Google play music and new stuff is out. New ACL one new, you know, it's, it's right there and it just came out. But it's weird that the movie companies and the TV companies are making you wait this, this set period of time that like, where does that even come from? Like, what is the purpose? And 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 some
2: formula for squeaking out as much revenue.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, let's look at the chart. (laughs) This time (laughs) equals money.
3: It goes way beyond time delays. I mean, there's just tons of stuff that's not available.
1: Yeah, or seasons, right? Like, we're watching Metalocalypse just for fun, (laughs) and it ends at season one, and you're like, cool. Where's the rest of it? They're on, like, season five. Come on. It is, it's it it's hit and miss and you know obviously it's not Netflix's fault I don't think I mean maybe they you could
2: be you could be Jay-Z and uh, go platinum before your album's released and sell a million copies before <laughs> and cell phones <laughs> hey who cares where the sales come from I could care less if they buy some of your stuff from the jam hole. If they said, I want a million copies, would you care if they were putting them on watches or phones or uh, on discs? <laughs> I like to hand-
1: think them? that I would, but probably not. I'm sick of working yeah. nine to five. I probably not. <laughs> right. They could, be handing
2: them, they could be handing them out on three and a half inch floppies at the baseball game. You wouldn't care. They a million copies.
1: <laughs> It's, it's a good demonstration. I, I made this comment on Google plus, like when a, when a company and a rapper get just way too big for their britches, like this is what happens. And people <laughs> like it. Like, have you I don't know, I'm not a fan of that kind of music, and like the new Kanye album ever have you listened I <laughs> like it makes me just not even want to write anymore, because I'm just like, this is terrible, it's not clever, it's what? not thought out. Shouldn't it, you
0: want to write then so you can like... I should, but it makes me like, like... Basically, it's how like got to balance that. Yeah, right? so like there's, yeah. there's not enough music that you like, <laughs> so it's like you need to make more music I need so to that make there's the more music, music that you like. I like, exactly. And
2: and don't let them stray. Keep them on the tech. Yeah, it's just even, frustrating. You know. Alright, yeah.
0: <laughs> what else is... <laughs> so, well then like heading back towards tech, I just want to suffix like all the things I said about like piracy and accessibility and like all of that stuff. By just saying, like, I'm a ones and zeros guy, I really, like, I could be completely wrong about all the things I said. Uh, I, like, that's just my take on it, so. That's cool.
1: Did you guys see uh, the 802.11ac Wi-Fi yes. is getting certified, getting the Wi-Fi Alliance blessing? Wow. Nice dual yeah, yeah. band. What?
2: more stuff that we don't have devices that run yet to routers we don't own yet that we'll have to buy more of something planned obsolescence that we don't have yet Plans. planned obsolescence planned Sure, their speed but even the new routers you the one i just reviewed yesterday yeah it still goes back to b i mean it, yeah, i've
4: been saying this about in for the last two years or what have you mm-hmm. people would call me up you know wanting mm-hmm. technology advice and whatnot and Well, should I get a new router and yada yada yada? And should I get this in? And I'm like, man, go get you a G off eBay Dude,
1: World I'm TV. still WRTG the old school Linksys man and it's 54
2: WRTG 54 That's the one. 54G. The one. What this are you is, running on it DDWRT? This is
1: for the Gs <laughs> tomato. No, actually I tried tomato? to flash it once uh I it was like 2 months ago and it just wasn't happening. So I was like mm. all right, I'm done messing with this cuz I need it for computing. <laughs> but 54. I would like to.
2: The one I reviewed yesterday, so it's a TP-Link, but it does dual band simultaneous 300 meg each.
1: Which isn't that what this is basically? This is on five gig instead of no, two four, right? It,
2: there's the difference. So instead of two point four, it's on five. One of the so here's the three problems. So it's less crowded. Well, what, yeah. Two point two point four conflicts with almost every modern day portable phone in the house. <laughs> yeah. So I still buy 900 megahertz. Yep. So I never have a problem. Two point four is great for slow in browsing and everything else. You force those people on that, and then use the end for all your file transfer streaming in the house. And you get better performance if you split the two. You really do because you're not competing in the same bandwidth.
1: Right, but how many normal consumers are actually going to do that? They're going one yeah. or the other. That's never... We're not
2: normal people on this show. And I
1: well, know. That, and that's what I'm saying. And maybe normal people just don't even listen to this crap. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. All,
4: all of the normal folks that ask me about these routers, I swear I tell them, hop on eBay, find some schmuck looking <clears throat> to get rid of its old network equipment. You'll be fine. You, you, you tell them, "Well, are you going to be doing some FTP in your house?" Your what? File? And, they, and they say, um. "What?" <laughs> I say, yeah, "Fine, go to eBay, go to Craigslist, spend twenty dollars on a router. Nobody, you're not going to care about end
1: speed." I just automatically yeah. will recommend the twenty five dollar Belkin.
4: Bing. Well, no, I can't say that because I'm not messing with it. I'm not going to
1: set it up. <laughs> so. Uh, some other kind of... We like to talk about cool tech space news every now and then. Uh, NASA is having a thing called the Asteroid Grand Challenge, which I thought was kind of cool. Uh, they they want you to tell them how to stop asteroids from completely wrecking our shit. So, uh, yeah. Do you have any ideas? The deflection, we could send Bruce Willis there, like in that one movie, right. or... <laughs>
4: I say we get Chuck Norris out there and have him
1: with a giant catcher's mitt. <laughs> <laughs> just like I just uh, want one of those
2: uh, cartoon slingshot things that just catches it and shoots it back the other way. Yeah,
1: right? <laughs> Somebody out there like painting the lines in the road to turn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's very cartoony of you.
2: <laughs> Thank you.
1: Uh, They say it's uh, presented at NASA headquarters calls on the public to present new ways to detect and address asteroid threats to the Earth. Uh, In part, the effort wants the ideas and assistance of private U.S. companies, universities, and nonprofits. uh, But the two-hour briefing, which can be viewed here on NASA's YouTube, was also an opportunity for the organization to present the initiative as a complement to its existing proposal for ARM which is asteroid redirect mission. So if one's coming at us, we can launch a mission to it and we can mine the shit out of it before it gets to us, and by the time it gets here it'll be like that big, and it'll burn up in Atmo, no worries. That's awesome.
0: we will be like, we require more minerals.
1: Right? (laughs) Send your mining drones out.
0: That's awesome. But no, like, serious solution is keep the moon. The moon, like, the moon will protect us from asteroids. You and think then, Like, the lousy solution is, like, that episode of The Simpsons where the episode where the asteroid is coming in. Throw it down. And, like, they fire the <laughs> missile at it, and it, like, destroys the only bridge going out of town.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know it would, too. That's so awesome. Uh, Arm is NASA's $100 million proposal to capture an asteroid and put it in a stable orbit near the moon for study. Uh, Do that by 2021, which uh, it mentioned several months ago. NASA already is working to find asteroids that might be a threat to our planet. And while we have found 95% of the large asteroids near the Earth's orbit, we need to find all of them. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, I don't know. That's kind of cool. It'll be interesting to see what what comes out of that. Uh,
2: You You did have a request for the Google Reader thing. Oh we yeah, a,
1: we'll we'll yeah. definitely we'll talk about that. I I would say that the winning uh thing in the in the asteroid is like a ship to Mars. That's like you're not going to do anything just leave. <laughs> leave. <laughs> have you planet. guys ever
0: seen the picture of like it's an astronaut on like a separate celestial body looking back at the Earth and like an an asteroid is like causing an extinction level event on the <laughs> Earth as the astronaut's just chilling like looking at it happen like
1: Oh, ah, awesome. fuck. <laughs> <Whoops>. <laughs> oh, man. That's awesome. So the Google Reader thing. Uh, Feedly. There's also Dig is coming out with their own, which I don't. Would you use Digs or would you? I'm using Feedly right now. Um, what? What's that article you mentioned, Chris?
2: Uh, Well, actually, he linked it. I didn't link it. it Michael was Olson. Our... Uh, who was it? I think Michael Olson wrote it. I will yeah. tell you. I don't know who. Who uh, Michael Olson uh, put the link for us, and he wrote it too. His story about Feedly. Now yeah, yeah. I don't know. I didn't read his whole article because I've been using Feedly for years. Oh word! And, oh man, oh. I'm knee deep promoting these guys only because <laughs> it's been free. It's better. It used to sync, and now they're going to go to their. They've moved to their cloud service now. Um, but Do you think it'll handle
1: all of the, all of the refugees, the reader they refugees? They found up
2: seven million users since the announcement, and oh. they're smoking. He, uh, t- the guy that did it totally moved over to the cloud solution this week. You're supposed to basically uh, log out and make sure you're upgraded to version 16, right? To- that you have the recent stuff. Uh, it will reset your unread marks. No way around it. Um, that's but fine. it's going to keep all your current feed subscriptions. It's kind and of it's weird. Amazing- like
1: it seems like a lot of people are complaining because their reader would keep everything like forever, and it didn't seem to me that that's what RSS was really for. Like I kind of use it everything. for. You what?
2: My reader didn't keep everything.
1: Really? Somebody made the, made the comment that it was like, Feedly only keeps the last however many, and reader kept them all so you could search through them, and it was really good for finding old, ran- I don't know. It just, to me, it didn't seem like that's what RSS, RSS is for, getting the new stuff when it comes out, keeping it updated, not like, I mean, could you imagine how big your RSS file would be after? I mean, we yeah. have another podcast that's over 600 episodes, and I had to cut it to two fifty because the RSS file was so big, like it just oh, would lag in time no, out. iTunes maybe.
2: doesn't like anything over fifteen. Yeah, so, exactly.
1: Yeah. So he, I can, can imagine one you know that's that that's keeping all of your news since like 06. or something You know, that just right. yeah. their interface
2: is slick. The integration is slick. Dig is going to have a hard battle trying to do this. There's about four other people trying to launch readers. They all have a huge battle. Is the normal non tech person doesn't even understand what a reader is to begin with.
1: Well, then right. they don't care that Google Reader got shut down.
2: <laughs> right. So but everyone that right. does freaked out, but Feedly has been, I think, enhancing. They, you have like five different views alone just to your feeds, right? It has magazine, a list view for quick navigation, um, a summary thing. It's got all these different views and ways to manipulate and work with it and summaries and uh, recommendation engines built into it. They've done amazing work. I've, they've responded to me on Twitter numerous times over the years. Uh, hey, this sucks. You broke this. Fix this. And they are really responsive now. The reverse question, like you asked, I think they can handle the load, but they, can they handle the requests of design changes that they'll get? But still, kind of push those people back and say, "No, we've done a good job up to you know." Yeah, 16.
1: because all the all the requests are gonna be like, "Can you make it look like Reader, like Google?" Like, no. a <laughs> yeah,
2: Google Reader skin, please. Yeah, they exactly,
1: and yeah, maybe that that that's a good answer. Maybe just give them to a list theme list. possibility.
2: Go in there, theme. It. Hit, oh, because everybody wants to know. You got about four choices in the top right that are black and white. One of them looks like a list click list it looks like google reader it's not that damn difficult
1: yeah no feedly's good especially like if you do uh different kinds of shows and you need a place to aggregate all of your you know for for show rundowns and stuff perfect for that
2: but tagging sharing it's got like 15 different ways to share things saving um just the manipulation alone makes it well worthwhile if anyone doesn't run it oh and it's multi-device so everyone should know it's ipad it's yeah they got apps for everything
1: android all that
2: And they're all in sync because it uses their cloud service. So your read and unread marks and everything are done. So stop whining and moaning. Go read my stuff a long time ago.
1: Are are people still whining Mm. whining and moaning?
2: Yes, considerably. (laughs) And they're also hoping Dig really comes out with something magical, which I don't see happening. And, oh, no, wait. You know the other rumor. He's probably going to bring it up. There's two rumors, right? Facebook building a reader and Facebook doing a video... The, uh, Instagram to the video service, which is Facebook, but a reader was one of the announcements they're saying may happen. Oh. Um, Facebook. My
0: my question was going to be, does FeedLead, uh, like, emulate RSS feeds for you when a site doesn't publish one? So, like, uh, I don't know if you guys know the website don'tevenreply.com, and, like, you know, is this guy, like, trolling Craigslist posts, right? And, like, <laughs> so I used to dump that into Reader, and, like, Reader would be like, oh, yeah, like, here, like, new don't-even-reply posts. And I'm like, sweet. And when they stopped doing that, that was like about the time that I stopped logging into Reader because there were like a bunch of sites that I followed that didn't publish
2: RSS feeds. Right, because they didn't know it existed, that type of thing, or they I mean, they didn't know how to do it. I know what you mean. So yeah. this is the new Feedly Cloud. You can import your Google Reader. So while people are still there while Google Reader's up, go import it. Uh but if you log in, I'll tell you right now if it can do it while we keep talking. I think you're right, it can follow a page if I'm correct. Let me click add content. Enter URL title or topic.
0: Don't even reply dot com.
2: Okay. Yeah, you should be able to enter it in, and you can switch languages live on the screen, which is kind of cool. So,
0: Farsi. Oh, just kidding.
2: Uh, I'm looking. Uh, let's see. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> How about that? How about no? <laughs> How about no?
0: I don't know that language.
2: No, uh, but you've got recently read, so that asks your question. There is themes that are in there. Um, from Here's color. what the – on
1: the – Nexus tablet, like it looks just like it. It's nice and pretty, actually. Kind of reminds me of the Verge a little
2: bit with little windows. I do like the recommendation engine that a lot of people overlook, um, and you can see full articles. Um, you can jump through and mark things in red, so it's really it's a good way to look at yeah. your your feed. So, all right, I'll t- Stop talking about it now.
0: All right, ah, I like it. They sold me. Now, sold. I, now all I have to do is find time to read it. <laughs> full disclosure: I, repro- my feeds.
2: You, if you there. can go through, just I can sit and what's good? is changed the list view put your mouse in one place on the screen and just sit there and just keep hitting X. It's, the titles suck. If you don't like what it is, just keep hitting X and you'll go through a couple hundred stories in a matter of seconds. It's great.
0: Nice.
1: The never-ending scroll. <laughs> <That's> <laughs>
2: awesome. Right. Or you can go into magazine mode and actually see it like a Flipboard-type solution. Flipboard's really pushing for people to switch to them as well, but cool. I think nice. their limitations of the device, the way they work with the device compared to how Feely is all across everything is a big selling point. Well,
1: and like what uh, Michael says in the article, because the API is open, it allows for applications and integration to be built on top of it, like uh, IFTTT, if this, then that. You guys use that that at all? Yes. If if this, then that, yeah. And then. um,
2: Yeah. I'm going to throw a prediction. I predict Feedly will take over, Feedly will get to version 20, and Google will buy them back.
1: Or (laughs) Dig will try to buy them. (laughs) Or Facebook will buy them.
2: Someone will be buying them Someone. by buying the next couple versions. Someone buy them, please. Uh, can you imagine Facebook? That's a lot of content that they can learn be more so about bunk. you as a preference. right? Oh Facebook my God. Can a lot about you by what you read. Maybe the
1: NSA will buy it. Oh, wait. Maybe. They don't have to, they don't have <laughs> to buy it. They don't have to. That's fine. Uh, right. So, yeah, that's cool. Uh, what else do you guys want to talk about? Did you see this? the uh, picture from NASA uh, from the Mars Curiosity? The 1.3 billion pixel... Martian marvelness, they say. <laughs> it's kinda cool. I
0: don't know. It's just a big freaking panoramic, but it's, got, like,
1: that, it's Mars. Is that the one
0: with the rover drawing the dong on Mars?
1: <laughs> the sarcastic rover. <laughs> that is the best Twitter account. Uh no, that is not the, <laughs> the dong Well then on I'm not Mars. interested. Okay. No, I'm just Moving on.
3: <laughs> Dongs or
1: GTFO. Right.
3: <laughs> Pixar it didn't
1: happen. Oh, man. Oh, did you see, uh, Larry, we were talking about on the Google Plus community for Yachts about the uh, balloons that Google's launching to try to net internet uh, in places that don't necessarily have it. Which, it seems like a good idea at first, but if you think about it, the places that don't usually have it are kind of war-torn, and all it's going to take is like a stray bullet, and that thing's coming right down. (laughs) You know, it's not, I don't know, it doesn't seem like a good long-term solution.
3: Well, they're out of straight bullet range. I think. Well, a, a stray rocket. <laughs> there are a lot of places that you need that. But stuff I was saying in that uh, discussion, I mean, this is not a new idea. And that that article was written like such a fanboy thing. Like, woo! These guys are thinking so far out of the box. They're so smart. <laughs> I don't know. It was kind of gross. But uh, and the, and it also like you know those balloons they were showing those little weather balloons. How are they going to keep them in position, for example? I, there's just a lot of questions
2: we're going to too. Oompa
3: to me. <laughs> Long strings.
2: Reverse thrusters. Do you have
1: to, though? Like, is it that exact of a line of sight they need to complete?
2: What, what if they blow away? My internet blew away.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: Some butterfly in China flapped its <laughs> APT wings. Right now, now all the balloons got hacked.
2: It's oh, hard man. to explain why your bar level dropped because your balloon flew too far away. It's <laughs> difficult
1: to explain. Well, it's a good idea, I guess. Not really. I don't know.
3: Why aren't I mean, you... there, have been under, there have been high altitude pro, uh, platform kind of proposals like that for a long time. Uh, we do like right now. We're doing voice, a voice of America like thing to Cuba with blimps. Um, you know, satellite constellations of satellites. All kinds of ways to do it that uh, just didn't seem worth a big uh happy story and wired
1: well it's there it's them just being like you know look at us being not evil <laughs> so um tell me about this uh the telepresence uh, approaches you wrote oh, about uh, marvin you know, minsky was,
3: uh, i just got struck by the juxtaposition of two devices one guy it's brought out a little thing. looks like it's a little teeny guy It looks like a little tank with with tracks. And you put your iPhone on it, and then you can steer it around the world uh, using the iPhone as a camera. And and uh,
1: didn't South Park do that in that episode?
3: And that's like I think he's selling it for 150 bucks. Huh. And then Cisco's got this guy. They've taken a a Cisco teleconferencing system, plunked it on top of one of those uh, iRobot. You know the Vacuum cleaner robots. I'm sure it's a little more sophisticated. The Roomba, the Roomba. Roomba, and it can and it can navigate autonomously around a building that it knows the floor plan of, and you can join in telecon in in conferences with your friends. Um, and, so it's
0: like the little uh, thing from like the Death Star, yeah.
3: Twenty five hundred yeah. bucks a month or something. <laughs> I was just struck by by the similarity. Not, I mean, not the total similarity of function, but with the different business models. One's a Kickstarter project, and one is a, a giant corporate thing for 2,500 a month. I don't think I even want one of those. <laughs> the little guy with the iPhone, that's kind of cool.
1: Yeah, that was that was definitely a South Park episode where they went trick-or-treating, Stan couldn't go because his dad bought a Blockbuster and made him, like, work. <laughs> <laughs> so they put him on an iPad and, like, rolled him around. Anyway,
3: yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, they had one like that on... Um, What's us
1: go, big bang theory too Ah, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey ant uh did you graduate creative academy creator academy crap creator academy it keeps sending me email
4: notifications
1: reminding me did you finish it. it's over you had to finish like last night dude yeah <laughs> just just, just yeah, what? you didn't graduate you're a dropout and true it i'm not
4: even an attendee i can't be in a, be a dropout if i didn't attend <laughs> Aunt I Pruitt, the registration, and never did even get into the parking lot. Aunt
3: Pruitt. <laughs> hey, Matt, you did it. Didn't I you? did.
1: I graduated. Thank you.
3: Was it worthwhile?
4: Well, let me ask uh, no. you, Matt. You you were saying last week that it it had some stuff on there that we as podcasters have, have podcasters have already stumbled upon. You know, just in our learning. Right, well,
1: they're know. basically teaching you all the stuff we stumbled through figuring out since, like, 06, you know, that, that we've slowly been adopting and being like, whoa, I bet you could use this for a podcast, and then doing it, and they're like, you know, make sure you know what you're going to be talking about, and have a moderator that can keep the flow of the show going. It's like, okay, that's helpful. So like, we will get in our reality checks. What? Oh yeah, Holy like God. never. <laughs> your eight cents they're, for the last in the mail. <laughs> yeah, your eight cents is in the mail in the form of a stamp on an empty envelope. <laughs> Did you learn anything new at all? Um, no. Honestly, okay. it, not really. A lot of for stuff sure. about branding and like. I learned what the pixel size for the banner should be. I, I don't know. It's, I'm not it. I learned one of the questions was, like, what was your takeaway from this? And I said to start a cooking show because, like, all of their teachers, like, they had cooking shows and that was their thing. So if that's what you're doing, a lot of what they were teaching is useful for that. But if you're just some jerk off doing a couple tech shows and, you know, hanging out, like, it's not, I don't know. It it was cool, Uh, whatever. It it was cool to have, like, what we've learned uh, in our own, you know, tripping here that validated. Like, that was cool, I guess, but
3: whatever. Yeah, but also, you weren't the intended audience.
1: Well, obviously not.
3: (laughs) I don't know.
4: It was cool. I would have thought that that Matt or any of
1: us would have been an intended audience. And granted, it's the base. It's like maybe YouTube 101 then, so... I could see it, it definitely. The way the flow is set up, the groups are way too big. Like you get so many messages because everyone's like, "Hey, there's thirty thousand people in this group. What if we all subscribe to each other?" And like a bunch of that kind of crap. And it's like, "All right, I'm I'm not participating in the group anymore." <laughs> but yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's it, it is what it is. It's a free class. It was cool. the The platform is interesting. Like I could. If I had this platform, I could write, like, Podcasting 101 or, like, How to Make a Rap Song or, you know, Audacity 101 or Cool Edit or, you know, whatever. Stuff like that. Like, the platform is really cool. And if, if the groups were slimmed down, they would be useful as far as communication between, between the people in the class. But 30,000 people in a group is just retarded. <laughs> Pardon my
3: French. People didn't form subsets on their own.
1: Uh, not really. It was kind of a cluster, if you know what I mean.
3: Because really been pushing that.
1: It, it was practice. cool. I mean, it is what it is, like I said. It's nothing that <laughs> spectacular. But it was kind of cool. Uh, speaking of MOOCs, you had a blog post about, what, some of the the common core meets MOOC?
3: What, what oh, is yeah. this, Larry? Yeah, that's really, uh, you guys, okay, I teach, right? And you'd be amazed if you were a teacher at the the. Average undergraduates in this country. I'm not talking about an elite school. What but, their their skill levels are in math and and uh, and language. Is that
1: the same undergrad that gave you the black eye? Or yeah, really.
3: <laughs> I mean, it's just bizarre, man. I don't know, man. I'm just an old fart. It wasn't that like that when I was a kid. <laughs> you know, in your day, yeah. You know, <laughs> The the U.S. is uh, you know kind of sinking in the in the ratings on all these international math tests and stuff. So there's like many many states. Most of the states have gone together and, and to some extent they're going to adopt this Common Core curriculum for K through 12, um, you know, in math and and uh, and reading and writing skills, language skills, and maybe that's going to make a you know by 2014 that stuff's going to start rolling out. And it's just at the time MOOCs are starting to happen, and maybe it's going to really make a difference uh, down down the line. Well, but think Khan Academy has a has a a, um, a grant, and they they're producing the whole K through twelve math curriculum. And I can't think they can't do a better job of it than our than today's K through twelve textbooks.
2: You're open a can of worms, Larry. There was a few people who were just having a huge discussion on this the other day about the different styles of teaching. Oh, yeah. of-
1: well, you have to think about it, though. You have to change it because kids are digital natives now, and they, they have a different way of going about information. You're not, you can't make them memorize crap anymore. That's not oh, no, learning. No, no, That's you, not you, education.
2: You're not to that point. Wait till you get, wait till you get to that point, Matt, and you're going to change your tune. No. When you see the crud that, that they teach instead of just simple, dude, you're going to learn everything of the 12 by 12. You're just going to memorize it and know it because you need to do math. After that, some advanced stuff I understand. But everything else, you need to learn basic math. They're teaching them weird cross-hatching. It's it's a waste of time.
3: I can tell you this, man. You get half a class of undergraduates in my school. They can't uh, do unit conversions. They don't even understand for censorship, and shit. I mean, it's really... Because all you ask do... Write, ask them to write a paragraph and stay on a topic for one paragraph. Uh, you'd be amazed.
1: You can just ask Google, like, to convert that crap. Like, why do I need to know how to do that? Google will convert it for me. And I get one day Google's not going to be there to do that. But when that happens, converting is going to be, like, the least of my worries, I'm sure.
3: No, but understanding the concept of converting... Well, right... <laughs> I mean, come on. I really, Matt, hey, you're naive, man. You ought to come to
1: <laughs> No, <stuff. laughs> you. I get you need the concepts. I get that. But it just, I don't know. When I was in school, it was it was just like memorize this crap so you can pass stupid tests and then that's that. Like there was no awe or inspiration or anything that wanted myself to that, just keep.
3: That's what I'm saying. They, you know, it, with the new, I think we're going to get innovation out of all this new stuff. Innovation oh, for sure. Is teaching technology and and the sociology around it and also um what's so funny
2: man? they're they're goofing <laughs> around you know <don't>. uh, <laughs> the
3: system's gonna change baby the
1: system's gonna
3: change the system's done change. all i'm saying is it can't get any worse
1: that, well that's for sure hopefully yes it can hopefully we'll make it a little better that's true though we could be in turkey in that square just getting tear gas and stuff we could be you know it could be a lot worse I suppose would have yeah right. the we coverage would have on that online on social on like Twitter stuff has been crazy like Andy Carvin back at it again just wow it's yeah it's pretty epic but alright uh, that's it yes. what that's, yes. it. What? We that's we it what do you what? want to talk about I just what
2: tell me I said you didn't even mention this oh yeah
1: you got the minimum
2: I tell got Minuum. Us, tell
1: us about it. Do you Minuum love it? Minuum
2: came out yesterday. Android, then the alternative keyboard, single, as you can see, I'll turn it sideways. It's a little easier to see. Hold on. Uh, <laughs> single keyboard, Minuum, so it runs across the bottom of your phone, gives you more screen real estate on all your stuff. and It is supposed to be uh, very, uh supposed to learn as you go. It says EDC. <laughs> Sloppy typing is okay. So that means that it starts guessing and learning, of course, the way, it's like Swift Key. Uh supposed to be on steroids. There's a few things I do and don't like about it. People were complaining they couldn't get used to it. Well, that's because they were trying too hard. You need mm. to just, relax your mind a little bit just and just go with it. The general area of the keys, let it start learning. You'll have to correct some words at first because it's new. I don't like is there's a few things that are missing. We said this up front. One is the microphone for Android. There's no way to push the button and get me the to, to talk. Right. It and this is
1: probably- beta, right? This
2: is beta. This is- Oh, um, When I say when we say beta, we mean this came out the door today. This is alpha beta. <laughs> yes, this is alpha beta, For sure. but I will say this, it's fast performing. It has been very reliable in guessing a lot of the words, and there's words that it I don't expect it to know, it didn't know, but a lot of other words I didn't think it would get just by typing randomly. Right. It got them, and I was like, that's the weirdest thing in the world. The real estate you get back is easy. The flipping between modes of numbers and words is very simple, uh, is it, it doesn't smooth? Have as many smileys. It, is it smooth? It's very smooth so far. Nice, because my screen doesn't have buttons, so it's smooth. Oh, you mean the keyboard? Smart, um, smart. No, it's. Is there lag in it? Cool.
1: Like, I could, it does it? Okay, Swift no, keys. Been no, lagging. it's been
2: very quick. Uh, the response has been quick. There's no lag, and it's it'll start guessing as soon as you start typing. Right. You can set it to use the space bar to select the word or not, and to double space like the Blackberry to put uh, periods in for you. The yeah. only thing it's not uh, also have is uh, emoticons like the Android keyboard did. You could hold it down and get, like, smileys. Those are
1: Oh, fun. you got to have those, though. Those are the most important time. most important key on the
2: keyboard, man. There's one, and there's no microphone, so I'll put that in the beta form. But I'll tell you <clears> what, <throat> this is almost like that new transparent keyboard. It's, like, a different way to type. and you Like really flexi?
1: It. Is it, like, flexi? Have you messed with that at all?
2: No, I haven't messed with it yet.
1: Okay, though. that's another beta. you got to be on in the uh, G Plus community for it, but... I tried it, it just kept crashing, so I gave up. But yeah, it's called
2: Flexi. It looks cool. This thing has not crashed. It's been stable. And whatever algorithm it uses when you just touch somewhere on the screen is amazing because they basically took uh, the keyboard. If you watch the video, there's a good help video. They took the keyboard and just mushed all three of those letters together. It's amazing the way it predicts what you're going to be typing. I guess it goes by common words. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. That's Minuum for those that are looking for it. M-I-N-U-U-M. You cannot find it in the Play Store yet. You can only get it um, through their link as part of the Google group for now. But it'll be out. All the invites are out, though. Nice.
1: I'll have to check it out. There was a a super awesome uh, Ingress update that gives – I don't know if you you noticed this. It gives, like, the – if there's no portal on screen, it'll show you, like, where the nearest one is. I, I don't know. I thought that was kind of cool. It's needed something like that
2: for a while. Dude, I, can't, I can't, like, shoot anything, so I don't even play. And it's somebody cut.
1: mentioned, and I don't know how true this is, but they, they mentioned that everyone got a bunch of invites, so we all have, like, seven now or five extra. Uh, and help. somebody mentioned <laughs> that. That might possibly be because it's coming out for iOS soon, so if. who well. knows? That would be cool. I know a lot of people here that would want to play.
2: If you and Dual Core over there happen to find a way that we could all like get like to level whatever and at least have a three or four level bump, it make the game more fun. But being a level two or whatever, it just
1: You've got to work for it. Dude, that is neat. Come way. on. I'm over three levels.
0: They go fast.
2: Are, me, are, you are you eight? Are you eight? Let me say this. I would rather pay $5 to go to level four just to pay <laughs> the money than spend the time of That's not the money. point.
1: Okay, Chris. A fr- somebody I know online wrote a book. It's called The Art of Ingress. I need you to read it and then re-examine your, your life, okay?
2: <laughs> Dude, I'm so own,
1: serious. Own, this will I blow your mind. I
2: can do nothing with. Do it's you a do Google Doc. A it's called The do Art of Ingress. Just find it. What's, I've got a domain for you, Matt, that I own. Aunt knows it? what it is. We've never done anything with it, Ant. Ingressified. We own Ingressified dot com. Yeah, remember we got that. Right, right. We need to do something with that. Like, how about uh, send me send me your level points or something? I don't care how. <laughs> <laughs> Break's list that. for Ingress. Okay.
1: <laughs> You're one I of those guys you know that buys like a World of Warcraft character on eBay because he doesn't want to take the time. Get out of here.
2: Can we talk about people that are now buying uh, Instagram accounts at high levels of followers? It's like what they used to do with Twitter, but it's it's bigger than Twitter because oh, Instagram. Wow.
1: And then what? They post a picture of like their product and it, it says buy me or something and everyone yeah, unfollows I, them and then watched,
2: what? I just watched an upcoming unknown artist buy an account with 18,000 users and then instantly has 18,000 followers linked their YouTube video and went from what, 100 wow. views to, you know, a couple thousand views in a matter of a couple So years. you're
1: saying if I bought mm-hmm. 80s dual core account and then, like, my rap music would be out. That that, that kind of makes sense.
2: <laughs> that's the point. That's what they're doing now. It's a bigger – it's way way past what people think about. Yeah, think like that's kind of – I don't know, man.
1: That seems – there's something weird about that. Like, as as somebody that's a follower, like, are you – are you cool with that? Like, I didn't follow that person. I followed you. So, I, no, I don't you know. You followed That's... an
2: account. It's not a person. You followed an account, right? Yeah. And people have created Twitter
1: Semantics. accounts. Semantics. That's, yeah. It, I'm just no. saying, like, it's weird. Okay. They, because
2: it, they've, <laughs> they've, what about a brand account? Something like that, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: I, I get it. It's whatever. People are greedy. Stop
2: being greedy. <laughs> it's like Jay Z selling his to Samsung. You know, it's
1: <laughs> <they're> like, <laughs> All right. And with that, thank you for listening. Yet another tech show. Uh, check out dualcoremusic.com you're going to be at DEF CON this is going to be awesome I'll, I'm going to be there and I'm going to meet you and we're going to hang out
0: yeah cool. we've got a bunch of shows so uh, we will drink all the booze and hack all the things and hack all the things
1: <laughs> that shall awesome. be a sheep oh man nope heyo I know better than that uh, Aunt Pruitt yes, go sir. to bed man you look tired. tyrid, <laughs>
4: tyrid banks over there
1: alright uh, Chris Miller I do idonotes.com
2: uh, that's a good place to go sure
1: okay Larry Press has a blog I'll post it and uh, check out my stuff at com slash music uh, this is Yat Yeah, on a tech show thanks for listening guys we'll see you next Wednesday Yet Another Tech Show, check us out online at yetanothertechshow.com.